Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. So I want to uh, talk tonight about uh, holding a positive vision. Last week, if you were with us, uh, perhaps you remember, and if you weren't with us, uh, I'm sure you can relate uh, to the fact that last week we were going through so much with the the fires and um, uh, not being able to go outside many of us, and we saw all the scenes throughout the West Coast of uh, destruction and the effects of climate that really um, broke the heart to see that all, along with all the other things that are happening, our, our crazy election and the virus and the economy and, and the uh, racial injustice. So much was happening um, particularly with the fires, that I just wanted to give space for all the feelings to be there. And uh, if you weren't there, uh, we just opened it up and people shared what they were feeling, anxiety, sadness, fear. And, uh, and I saw, as is often the case, just naming it and having it held in community it's like we, uh, we were practicing a, a group grieving where that kind of a, a communal holding can be very healing. And it has a, a, a really important place in the practice that you want to uh, not, you don't want to bypass the feelings that are there in your quest to become more mindful and, and present. Oh, if only this worry or this fear weren't there, then I could be mindful. Let me just uh, go back to my breath. You're needing to open up to those feelings, whether it's with self-compassion or with um, a little bit at a time, investigating and exploring and letting them be there. But, um, that is just part of the process. And I wanted this week to um, explore another very important aspect of the process of holding not only the feelings, but holding a positive vision. And what happened that made me think about this, uh, I started talking a little bit about it last week, but then as often happens, there's kind of messages from everywhere that pointed more and more to this. Uh, just spending time with other perspectives um, to help respond in a, in a positive way, in a way that doesn't completely implode. And I listen a lot to podcasts um, these days when I able to go out for a walk and I uh, usually listen to um, whether it's 10% happier. I love uh, that 
that podcast. By the way, I'm going to be on 10% Happier um, next Tuesday. Uh, we did a uh, an interview and uh, it'll be on there posted on Tuesday. Dan Harris, really excellent interviewer and in bringing mindfulness. Anyway, I was listening to 10% Happier and um, heard Sharon Salzberg uh, talk about her new book called Real Change, Mindfulness, um, mindfulness for healing ourselves in the world. Mm, it's a really excellent book, which I've downloaded and um, uh, started looking at. I listened to another podcast. Another one of my favorites is uh, Krista Tippett on being. And I was listening to uh, Jane Goodall, uh, an old um, uh, interview. With, no, it was a, it was a, a new version. Uh, they, she had an interview a few years ago, and then they, they did one since the pandemic. So Jane Goodall, who's been with the, um, the gorillas, the apes in, in Africa for so many years, and just a real um, inspiring environmentalist, and talking about how, how magnificent nature is and life is, and it really um, uplifted me. Um, then I was, um, uh, oh yeah, I heard, who was it? Jane Fonda on um, some late night show. Oh no, it was on uh, PBS NewsHour. And uh, she has a new book out. Maybe I'll, I'll pull up the, uh, the cover to show you. I thought I had it here. Here it is. Here's, uh, here's the book. It's called, let's see if I can, if you can see it. What can I do? What can I do? Um, my path from climate despair to action. And they did a, a piece on, on PBS NewsHour, which I watch very regularly. And her activist side has come out in the last, last year or two, particularly around climate. She's been doing these, what she calls uh, fire drill Fridays. She got very inspired uh, seeing Greta Thunberg and, uh, and getting familiar more familiar with the climate crisis. And she decided she was going to be uh, staging uh, demonstrations on uh, at the Capitol uh, in Washington, D.C., and using her celebrity platform and doing it with younger people and um, um, uh, activists of color and uh, and. It's, it's really inspiring. It's a wonderful book. I highly recommend this book, talking about how you can move from despair around climate to action and um, very informative. And as I was reading it, I was just getting more and more uplifted and, uh, and motivated. Um, then a couple of other things that, that happened. It's funny how the universe just kind of sends these messages from all different directions. Um, I got this book in the mail uh, sent by a friend. Um, I've, I don't know if I mentioned it last week. This is called Choosing Earth by Dwayne Elgin. And Dwayne Elgin is the, the, the guy who coined the term voluntary simplicity. He's been writing about simplicity and um, um, 
consciousness in the environment for decades, since the 70s. The, the, the subtitle is Humanity's Great Transition to a Mature Planetary Civilization. And it's all about holding our current situation with a very different frame that this is a time that is calling us, life is calling us to wake up. Uh, and I really um, have been moved by this book and recommended it, uh, recommend it. And in fact, I, uh, Dwayne sent it to me. He said, hey, here's my new book. And I wrote to him and, uh, and I said, hey, how about if you came here to the Thursday group uh, and came here online and uh, led, um, led a, an evening or two in these principles. And so he's going to do that, actually, uh, October 8th. He'll, uh, he'll be with us and maybe for a couple of weeks. And in fact, um, he said, okay, if you'd like, uh, people can get this book, can download it for free. Let me just see this, choosingearth.org. Uh, book. Yeah, whoops. Choosingearth.org. And you can get a, a PDF, a free PDF of the book. Um, and he said, oh yeah, people can, can take a look at it. Uh, and uh, when I come there in, in October, um, we can all explore together. So anyway, that was another uplifting uh, perspective. And then the, the final thing, which I started to do last week, but uh, I just felt right to open it up to let people feel all their feelings, is this paper that um, my uh, old Dharma friend, uh, Roger Walsh, um, wrote. Uh, Roger, maybe some of you know Roger. Um, he's one of the leading voices in transpersonal psychology. He's a psychiatrist uh, who's written about um, shamanism, and he's written about um, uh, uh, activism, a book called Staying Alive a number of years ago. Uh, he's written uh, book on, books with his wife, Frances, um, Francis Vaughn, who passed away uh, a couple of years ago, uh, another great mind, uh, wrote a book on um, Course in Miracles. He's like a real a Renaissance man. He was on the very first three-month retreat I ever sat, at the very first three-month retreat at, I, at Insight Meditation Society. We sat it together, 1976. I think he holds the record for most three-month courses, and he's a Dharma teacher as well as a psychiatrist. Anyway, he's in a, a group that, um, that meets monthly that I'm also a part of, and he shared this paper that he, that he wrote um, called Contributing Effectively in Times of Crisis, and I wanted to go over some of that with you. Uh, we might not get to the whole paper um, but we can at least start and see how far we get. But what I wanted to do, share about this uh, before 
before I get into his, his thoughts, is how important it is to hold a positive vision for where we're headed, which can seem sometimes so remote or maybe it's a, a stretch to think that there's anything positive happening, but there's so much good happening right now. There's so much caring in this world. There's so much um, awakening to, for instance, the racial injustice or to the climate crisis, where now it's the one of the most important uh, issues for the election. Uh, at least one side is thinking of it as very important. Uh, there is so much awareness about the inequity in our society and the, the virus is really pointing to that. We're starting to wake up as often, as the Buddha often says, suffering is what wakes us up. And if we know how to not only hold the suffering, but use it as a springboard to wake, wake up to a, a deeper understanding of compassion and compassionate action, then it can be a really uh, powerful catalyst. We are what we think. With our thoughts, we make the world, as the Buddha says. And if you just focus on what's wrong and gloom and doom and, oh my good goodness, I can't believe this, um, you're going to get very depressed. And so we need to draw our inspiration and strength from, from others. And as we are inspired, then we can share that and inspire, inspire others. Mm -hmm. People like Greta Thunberg, or the people that I just mentioned, or Jane Fonda right now is a, a new... Uh, I didn't think of her as, as an inspiration for me these days. It's been a long time since I went through the, the 60s, and uh, there, there she was fighting against Vietnam in the Vietnam War. But she's inspiring. Um, Bill McKibben, um, Obama, another person for me. And you might have different people. Think of who inspires you right now. In fact, maybe I'll just be quiet for a moment and, uh, and reflect who for you, who for you, when you see them or hear them or read, read them, besides pointing out with clarity, inspires you in their open-heartedness or their wisdom or their compassion or their caring just reflect. And you might have an image of whoever it is in your, in your mind. Notice how it feels even just thinking about their message. What it does to your whole being. 
Mm. Maybe we can just uh, hear a few responses. Who inspires you? Uh, and if you use the participants box um, and, uh, and raise your hand, uh, we can just hear a few responses. Uh, and we can just inspire each other just by hearing, hearing the names. So go to the participants box and open it and you'll see on the bottom probably raise hand and then I can call on you and just say um, a word or two about who inspires you. Um, what's this? I missed the name of the Renaissance man, Roger Walsh. I'll, I'll put it in here, Roger Walsh. Whoops. And in fact, oh, I should see, uh, let's see, I can make, uh, make the chats. Uh, uh, everyone can publicly chat now. I just realized, okay, it didn't have it on. So let's see, any, any names? Is, is anybody inspired by anybody here? Don't be shy. Raise your hand that, um, uh, that chat box. Uh, yeah, uh, Bir Birgit. Yeah, I listened to Dan Harris podcast also, um, um, of um, Guy Armstrong and Sally Armstrong, mm. both great Dharma teachers, and I follow Guy right now. Love him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that he had a, a really great one on uh, ten percent on emptiness on his book on emptiness. Yeah, great. He inspires me too. Both of them do. It's one of the one of the perks of teaching with them. Who else? Come now. This is a this is often a shy crowd. Come on, break through your shyness. Inspire us just by sharing your inspiration. Uh, John, thank you. Uh, Danella Meadows, Dana Meadows, uh, uh, she passed away a couple decades ago, but she wrote a column called The Global Citizen. That she talked a lot about the kind of leaders people look for. And it's, every one of her columns was really thoughtful. And she, I think she was probably friends with the person who came up with the word uh, voluntary simplicity. She certainly lived her own life that way mm. and sort of said that the growth is not economic growth, it's spiritual growth that's mm. the, the challenge. Beautiful. Danella Meadows? Yeah. Great. Friends call her Dana Meadows, but her, her formal name is Danella Meadows. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you. Uh, Charlie. I've been inspired by uh, uh, things to do with race. Uh, I was watching some videos about this place called Sanibel Island and where blacks settled in near Fort Myers. And it was very inspiring to hear that his, the history of these people in, in the in the southwest Florida, there how they there were some very inspiring people that were just the you, even they were dealing with being who they were and there was such a good spirit coming from them. Mm, lovely, thank you. Okay, here we have a few more people. Uh, Susan, Susan Weiss. 
Can you hear me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I just recently discovered somebody that people may be familiar with. His name is David Bohm. He was a, yeah. a quantum physicist. And uh, I, I watched a film about him. Uh, and he was, he was considered... Oops. Um, no, don't share the screen. Somebody just shared the screen. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. Oh, he, he was uh, considered the, um, the spiritual teacher of um, Einstein, Einstein, mm -hmm. and the, the Dalai Lama considered him his scientific guru. And he, he spent a lot of time trying to show and showing, in fact, the ways that quantum physics actually shows that everything in the universe is connected, that the smallest, like the butterfly effect, you know, just any little thing that happens is known by the entire universe. And it was just very moving and very touching. I, I saw that, uh, that video and it blew my mind. Yeah. It was incredible. Uh, He's my new hero. <laughs> what, what, what was the, do you remember the name of it? Uh, uh, yes, I will have it in a second. Um, infinite Potential. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. It's still available, I think. People can find it. What was uh, the name again? I'm putting it right in the box. Infinite Potential by David Bohm. Well, it's about David Bohm. It's a film about him. Yeah, mm -hmm. but he's in it. I, there, there are there are yeah. parts. There are films. Mm -hmm. It's it's brilliant. I, rem mm -hmm. I I sent that out to to my friends. <laughs> Everyone, I know. Great. Okay, let's see a few a few more. Uh, Patricia, maybe we'll just Patricia, Isabel, and Andrea, and then we'll and then we'll go on. Uh, who for you? Okay. Can Hi, you hear me? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, first of all, I just want to say something very basic, which is we all inspire each other. Mm -hmm. And for 14 years, I did a project for girls and women to tell stories to each other of who influences their life. And it was from eight to 90 years old. And there was 125 people chattering and telling all this. And it's so beautiful because if you stop and feel who does influence you, who does inspire you, it doesn't have to be Jane Fonda. I mean, it's great if it is, but it can be and often is the little moments seem little but we really do influence each other mm -hmm. um i just wanted to say that and um nina simons came to mind she is one of the co-creators of a conference on people in nature called bioneers mm -hmm. and they've been in um, the marin center for 30 years and they bring people together 2000 people and it's it's absolutely a phenomenal experience and they are going to be doing it online this year in December bioneers.org mm -hmm. um, and then often in the general world we don't hear people that much talking about um, dancers and being one myself there's two Japanese dancers Eiko and Koma 
that are very sensual and very beautiful. And they've always influenced me with caring about, um, about life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then um, studying with some people in Japan and so forth. Anyway, but again, just holding each other. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, we inspire each other. That, that, that is the point. We get inspired and then we can inspire others as well. Absolutely. So thank you for calling that forth. Thank you. So Isabel uh, and, uh, and Andrea, and then we'll, then we'll stop. Okay, thank you, James. Um, so my connection right now has been to all my Spirit Rock teachers. Um, you know, Rick Hansen has been amazing his Wednesday night talks have just blown us all away Mm. um it's just incredible he's just has such a way to calm us all down the meditations are really nice and so i've been we've a bunch of us have been doing that and then we have a group afterwards Mm. um but then yeah and then um i mean uh joseph goldstein i went to one of his retreats recently same thing so i just want to say spirit rock (laughs) <laughs> you know and you're you you as well go <laughs> spirit rock yeah. you're the trifecta there um and then i have been watching uh, the u.s open tennis and i just you know tennis is one of those games where it's all about the individual and how they battle their own fears and battle their own doubts and it's been incredible it's been really inspiring for me to see mm-hmm. You know, um, like people like Serena, who came back from having a baby, and Azarenka, who just won. You know, I mean, all of them. And, and they're all fighting for the social justice battles. They're all out there. Um, a lot of the African-Americans just, like, said they wouldn't play their matches until the, you know, the Federation was behind them. So all kinds of really inspiring people who have it all and don't really need to be doing this. And they mm-hmm. do. They do feel like they do need to. Mm. So really inspirational, um, but yeah, especially my spirit rock teachers. That's been oh, my thank you. Thank you. And, and I have to say, my pets always. My pets, I love them so much, and they inspire me because they're just oblivious and mm. full of love. <laughs> thank you, uh, Andrea. L- last one, and then uh, I want to. I want to move on. Uh, where are you? Are you there, Andrea? Hi. Unmute yourself. I said that you would go. No. Okay. Um, well, uh, let me let me let me continue on. So I have a little bit uh, to share with you. Uh, I have a lot to share with you, but um, we won't get to it all, but we'll just start. First, just notice how you might feel now hearing other people's inspiration. Maybe you don't even know the names that are, that are mentioned, but you can feel the, the uplift from the person who is sharing. Oh, yeah, this beautiful being or this wise being or this courageous uh, and um, and and um, uh, engaged activist being, just hearing it brings you open and alive and awake. That's how it works. We can be inspired. We need heroes. 
and we uh, you want to take a look and see who you follow or what you're taking in as far as the, the information that's coming in and make sure that you're getting people in there who uh, can uplift you. And for me, I think it's crucial these days to have um, an inspiring vision of the possibilities because um, otherwise it's too easy to go down the rabbit hole. So um, that's what I wanted to talk about tonight. And I wanted to talk particularly in terms of um, Roger's paper, which is called Contributing Effectively in Times of Crisis. And actually, I'm going to share the screen. Let's see if I can uh, first make sure that I have it open to the right place. Yeah. And should I do this right? Um, here it is. And can uh, can you see the screen? Is it is it sharing? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. So I I did I, I I've never done powerpoints, but this is my little. <laughs> sharing screen, not quite PowerPoint. But um, Roger um, gave this presentation to my, uh, to our monthly group about how we can contribute effectively in these times. And he started out by uh, having us reflect on some key questions. What can I do? This is a, that, that's the title of the Jane Fonda book, What Can I Do? And um, it is looking at your capacities and your um, connections and um, seeing, oh, how can I help? How can I respond to the pain out in the world? What can I do? Uh, and as I said, if you're if you don't know where to start, particularly around climate, you can uh, you can pick up the type, that that book by Jane Fonda. What can I do? Starting to just ask that question, you start getting in touch with your own um, wisdom inside and inspiration. And from that is a a deeper question: What do I feel called to contribute? And just seeing that we each have our gifts and we also have our um, issues and causes that, that really touch us. Uh, I love the uh, Andrew Harvey um, expression. He says, follow your heartbreak. Follow your heartbreak. See where your heart is breaking because if that's where it's breaking, then if you start putting some energy into responding to that heartbreak, then uh, your heart is breaking open into sharing your gifts. So what do I feel called to contribute? What areas, uh, what ways, is it being on the front lines? Is it, uh, is it 
going uh, addressing climate or race or uh, hungry. Uh, and what are your what are your gifts? Maybe it's dance or music or writing letters or um, or working on the election. What do I feel called to contribute? And then what's the most strategic thing I can do? That is, what kind of contribution uh, will leverage my offering for the greatest impact? Where can I put my gifts? What can I do? For instance, for me, as some of you know, um, I've been working on the election um, because I do feel that this is a crucial time at this, uh, in this moment. What happens in November is going to uh, affect the course, I think, of this country and humanity. And I was thinking, what can I do? And when I heard a friend um, talk about Wisconsin being a key state, I said, okay, I'm going to just go for winning Wisconsin, making sure it goes blue. And I have put on a number of webinars on this and we've raised a fair amount of money. And uh, it just, rather than feeling like, oh, I, how can I win the, what can I do to win the election? Just focusing on one thing. And in fact, that is my climate action. I said, what can I do for the climate? Okay, what I can do is put some energy into just focusing on Wisconsin. And when, uh, if that goes in the right direction, then um, we can win, hopefully help win the election. And that's my climate action. So for you, what's the most strategic thing you can do? I'll give you a few moments to reflect on all of these um, just after I finish this first list. And then the fourth, how can I live my life so as to be an optimal instrument of service? So that this isn't only about the strategic contribution you can make now, but seeing that you're developing your capacities more deeply and sensitively and act more effectively through this action, it gets you more and more engaged in seeing, oh, I can make a difference and I want to be an instrument of service. So I think before I, I go on, I uh, can just invite you to reflect right now and we can take some time on this. I'll just ask you, if you'd like, you can close your eyes or uh, um, keep them open as you like. But ask yourself, what can I do? Given my unique situation and my capacities and connections, how can I help? What do I have to offer? And now, 
whatever your experience is, and if you don't come up with anything, you might just reflect on these later on. Um, what do I feel called to contribute? That is, where is your heart breaking? What do you want to put your energy into? What particular cause? And it can be also something like taking care of my, uh, my um, family, my relative who's, who's having a hard time, or in some way, it doesn't have to be grandiose. It can be any way that you can contribute what do I feel called to contribute? I'll be quiet for a few moments. In some ways that contribute with your interests and your skills. And then the third What's the most strategic thing I can do given this particular cause or this particular person who I care about? What's the most strategic thing I can do? And then finally, how can I live my life so as to be an optimal instrument of service? And perhaps envision whatever it is that you are moved to do, to engage as part of your ongoing commitment to let life use you well, to let life utilize your gifts and your talents in an ongoing way in a spirit of service. Just reflect for a few moments with that vision. Stop the share screen and um, you can just take a few moments. I think we'll, we'll have to wait till next week to get to all of those principles. This is just the start. Um, and I invite some open sharing uh, or you can put it in the chat box, but if you'd like to, to share, um, then uh, you, again, you can raise your hand and we can uh, hear each other. Anything that came up for you from that? Um, 
Carol, and I know that uh, Susan and Sandra, you had your hands up before, and uh, I don't know if you're if you're wanting to share on this. If if not, then you can lower your hand, um, but we can uh, hear some responses. So, Carol, did you have something that came up? And you can unmute. Well, um, I've been for service. I've been doing. Um, I've been doing a little bit of election work. Uh, I've been doing some postcarding, and um, I don't really enjoy the process per se, but it feels like I need to do something. So, um, but the other things that I'm doing, which you know, are service, but actually, in fact, this the service element is secondary to my primary objective is to do something that I enjoy doing or, or that uh, feels meaningful to me. So I don't know if that makes it any less good service, but I don't think so. But anyway, I've, I've been making masks for months now. I've made several, mm -hmm. hundred, several hundred masks and uh, mm -hmm. starting with friends and family and then expanding into today. I made, I gave some to a hospice and given them to various organizations and everybody always wants to pay me and I, I just won't take money because it's, you know, it's, it's service. And, mm -hmm. and the other thing, I, I don't know if this even fits, but I've been really, uh, really getting more uh, uh, down to pin, pin size um, on recycling. Um, my, we have a helper for my disabled husband and he's been doing the recycling. He can't get it. He, he just can't get what goes where. And it's been driving me crazy. And I finally said, okay, I'm doing it. This is important enough to me to get everything where it's supposed to go. So I'm doing that. And then mm. also I've been getting rid of things that have just been piling up like plastic bags, paper bags, uh, plastic cutlery. I've been putting it online all over the place and, you know, little things. That, mm -hmm. And, um, but it feels really good to, uh, to both clean out my house and know that somebody is using it. Mm, you know, that mm. it's, not, it's not just, just being thrown away. Mm, thank you. And you know, when you said before about uh, the, the writing the postcards, uh, one thing that I, I, would, I would recommend while you're writing the postcards, feel the wholesomeness of your action. And uh, you might, think of the person who's going to be on the other end of that postcard and send them some loving kindness. And then it becomes a practice rather than just, okay, one, one more name. But uh, here, I'm offering this to you to make a, a, a better world. Uh, and, and whatever you also you're doing, uh, what was that, that second thing before the, the recycling? Masks. Uh, masks. When you're doing the masks, and we, we've, we've gone through many masks here. My wife was in charge of the, the mask project. We've done like 40,000 masks that she oversaw doing. And I was recommending that every time you repair one of those masks, or you make, you're making your own masks. We had one that we were, that when you do it, you're, you're doing it with Meta and you're imbuing the mask with Meta. And oh, may this, the person who wears this, uh, feel safe and protected and it can be its own loving kindness practice. So um, uh, thank you for doing that. Let's see, Sandra, did you, did you wanna share something? Sandra, are you still there? 
Yes, can you hear me? Yep. Mm -hmm. um, it was in regard to the person that uh, person that would ins inspire us. That's why my hand was up, uh -huh. which I think is a wonderful thing for you to be doing for us to be able to share with each other. Mm -hmm. We are getting our inspiration from and hope we can do that more often because it widens our world. But I've been trying to help Jeffrey um, uh, Mishlow in his Thinking Aloud YouTube. You know who Jeffrey is? He, oh, I don't. Um, Jeffrey was the first person to ever get um, a PhD in transpersonal or parapsychology in, in Berkeley at UC, at any university actually. And he started a program called um, Thinking Aloud, A-L-L-O-W-E-D. And he's brilliant, brilliant. And he's interviewed thousands of people like Stan Krippner and Roger Welsh and a lot of humanistic psychology people and meditation people. And it's an amazing program. And um, it's, it's uh, attracting a lot of a lot of attention now. And I've been trying to help him do that for the good of the world. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. Thank sure. you. Okay. So um, it's, it's almost the, uh, the end of the evening. I actually, we have time. I wanted to play uh, one uh, inspirational um, piece of music. Eve isn't with us here this, uh, this week. She'll be here next week. Uh, she's been gone for a couple of weeks. Oh, and I want to mention that tomorrow is uh, the beginning of um, the Jewish New Year of Rosh Hashanah. Uh, and so for everyone who celebrates that, uh, may it be the beginning of a, of a year filled with uh, possibilities and goodness and uh, facing in the right direction and uh, many blessings to you and safety and health um, and love. So um, for this week, I would encourage you to feed yourself with nourishing uh, input and see what does inspire you. And you might reflect on that. What can I do? Um, and uh, before, we, uh, before we close with the closing meta, I want to, let's see, uh, share with you uh, a, um, a wonderful way to uh, end the evening. This is Melanie Damore, who is a, a brilliant singer. And actually, this is at the opening uh, concert. Eve put this on. Eve Decker put a record together on uh, Awakening Joy uh, and, uh, and invited all the singers who used to be in the joy course uh, when I had singers there uh, to sing. And this is Melanie singing a song that she wrote called um, I'm Sending You Light. So let's take a look and listen. And then we'll close with a loving kindness.
quite a voice. Mm -hmm. So there we are. That's uh, that's the I think a perfect uh, exit for the evening. Uh, that's how we can serve. Just share share our life, share our love. The world needs it. So don't hold it back. Don't get overcome by your sorrows or fears. Let yourself be inspired and, uh, and share your light. So let us uh, just dedicate for the evening whatever goodness that comes from our being here together. May we share it with the world, share it with all who are suffering, all who are in states of happiness, and share it with the planet. For the benefit of all, we all find the highest happiness and peace. <laughs>